Hi, this is Stephanie Watson. Welcome to Gen X Replays After the Show podcast, where a guest and I discuss the spoiler-heavy details of a TV show or movie that we've just indulged in. Eric Horowitz is back with me again as we talk Episode 9 of Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. All right. Ooh, Star Wars style. <laughs> yeah, we're covering Part 1 Old Friends Not Forgotten, which ends up being episode nine in season seven. Um, I wanted to open up, Eric, with uh, mentioning something that I didn't, that didn't even occur to me (laughs) on episode seven and eight, that when I heard it, I was like, how did I not notice that? Uh, and it's that Bo-Katan's, like, right-hand person is Ursa Wren, Sabine's mother. Okay, I was <laughs> wondering about that. Uh-huh. The, she's got the, I, I vaguely remember the helmet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And so we see more of her here in episode nine, but yeah, I, I was just like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that's who that was. I was so focused on Bo-Katan that I didn't even pay attention to who was with her. Uh, Yeah. I just noticed there was no quote at the beginning of this one. Uh, Did you notice the beginning of this one? Yes, of course. Oh my goodness. They went right into Lucasfilm Limited Production. Yes. That's what, you know, my kids and I saw that and was like, oh, Star Wars theme, Star Wars main title theme, mm-hmm. not the Clone Wars theme. And yeah. an the opening, red. yeah, and the opening with the red, which was typical for episodes that had Maul in it uh, from back in the day. So oh, I didn't pick up, okay. Yeah, yeah. When I was doing the rewatch um, back in December and January, uh, I've I realized that it did. I didn't pick up on it when I was watching it like episode by episode, but when you're watching them back to back, it really stands out. One thing my Avery picked up, Uh I thought was, and we went back to look at it, the Jedi council meeting. Yeah. That they're having in the round. Mm -hmm. That's Kanan. Yes. Kanan Jarrus. Uh huh. I'm well, and they showed that in that like little, preview right at the beginning i'm wondering whether he shows up again you know are they gonna go further and there's depa balaba his master and this tiny little padawan next to her and that would be caleb doom Uh, who eventually changed his name to kane and jarris so yes i would you know that super excited there's other connections too because we got to see other people that showed up in uh rebels of course we've talked about ursa wren but also gar saxon uh is the leader of the military troops there uh and so i I was just like wow this is Uh, this is great if you if you also notice um plocoon is flying a fighter yeah 
And then I don't remember what her name is, but she's on a planet with the stormtroopers. Yes. Or the clone, clone, clone troopers. Those are how they got killed in Revenge of the Sith. Right. On those specific, yep. in those specific areas. Yep. Sorry, spoiler. No, no, that's good. <laughs> Yoda hasn't gone to Kashyyyk yet, though. No. Um, I wonder when that's going to happen. But, you know, this episode in, ends essentially with us seeing Anakin and Obi-Wan on their way to the Battle of Coruscant. Yeah. Which is how... Last time. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's really cool seeing all the connections. I'm just super excited. So, yeah. Red logo. Oh, my God. That main title theme. I was just... Oh, I had chills there. I'm like, wow. I didn't expect that. I, I was expecting the normal Clone Wars theme. <laughs> yeah. No, I was And, you know, as soon as they changed the red, I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yeah, and throughout the episode, they even had kind of the main title theme uh, and, and other major themes from the films, uh, which is something they didn't do a lot uh, in the TV series. So. Yeah, I only watched it the one time, so I didn't pick up on the music. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's mostly like, in that opening. Okay. I yeah. did like, you know, the, the bridge with uh, Cody and the, the missiles coming right at him. And there's... Yes. Obi-Wan who stops and saves him, which again, irony. All right. But this is actually also the first time you see Cody since episode one. Yeah. Yeah. With the bad batch because he got injured. Um, and then we see the 501st with jetpacks. Yeah, jetpacks. I it was just like this is this is whole new level awesome right here is the five of first coming out with jetpacks. Uh yeah, and okay, now I have to go and dive into the other thing that was giving me chills. Uh <laughs> which is when Admiral Yularen reaches out to them, right. he says that they're getting a subspace frequency or, or using someone using the subspace frequency fulcrum yeah. so we and hear they, they yeah reference to uh um Sagarera. Uh, yeah Sagarera. of his name forrest whitaker yeah <laughs> so apparently saw actually used fulcrum uh at this time while they were still you know in the clone wars as opposed to in the middle of a rebellion um, so fulcrum was uh, associated with a specific subspace frequency, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't attached to a person so much as someone who knew that frequency and could communicate on it. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it kind of explains how it would have evolved from then to through the rebel movement and why some people who were part of the republic would recognize that long after there was no republic that there was an empire uh, but there was still this frequency uh, that people from the old republic would have recognized 
you know, thinking of it in a tech uh, aspect. There. Right. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan mentions the siege on Onderon, and that's significant um, because of Saw Gerrera being from Onderon. So when, when they're communicating, we hear that reference back to Saw's uh, home planet. You know way more than I do with that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you probably watch more than I have. <laughs> but it's not Guerrera using that frequency. It's Ahsoka. And, you know, the fact that we're hearing Ahsoka associated with the name Fulcrum, uh, you know, circles right back to Rebels. Um, so that's, oh, yeah. I was getting chills. I was like, oh, yes. He's tying it together. Did I tell you what I call all the uh, properties that Dave Filoni has been involved in? I call no. it the Filoni-verse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's Star Wars, and then there's the Filoni-verse. <laughs> but we start to see Obi-Wan in robes. So we already have seen Anakin and Obi-Wan redrawn essentially to look like they do in revenge of the sith right but now we're actually seeing you know obi-wan in the robes um so it looks very familiar uh to what he looks like at the opening of uh revenge of the sith so that and he has a little gray in his hair i didn't notice that in the earlier episode but uh they you know there there's this evolving effort to have them match uh for continuity's sake and i think ahsoka's outfit is closer to what we see her wear in rebels not the little <clears throat> teenage outfit that she was wearing when she started off in the earlier uh, clone wars right right so we we see her taking on that kind of like older more mature look um of course, she's more developed. They drew her to be uh, more mature. Mature, yeah. Uh, and that, I really like that outfit a lot. Now, it's going to be a heck of a cosplay one day for people. <laughs> yes. I look forward to seeing some of those. They're probably already working on it. Uh, there may be some that are already out. <laughs> Once people saw her on the poster, you know, there's, there's the cosplay right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are ahead of the game for sure. I remember when the Mandalorian, the first trailer came out for the Mandalorian, there were already cosplayers doing Mandalorian armor, even before oh, okay. the show. I'll, yeah. I'll take a picture tomorrow at work of what I'm going to do. Somebody in my <laughs> building asked me to walk around with, a, with, if I go out of my office to walk with a mask on. Oh. There's only like nine people in my building right now. Let's just put a helmet on. <laughs> I have a Boba Fett helmet, and that's what I was going to do. Yeah, there you go. That sounds awesome. Shield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of us um, who, who enjoy the inflatable T-Rexes have thought about doing that more often, too. I've seen some videos already of people going out in the inflatable T-Rexes. <laughs> and then we hear that Bo-Katan, um, she has... Uh, a proposal for Anakin and Obi-Wan uh, of a joint operation to assault Maul on Mandalore uh, in the city of Sundari. It's 
uh, a clear reason why Bo-Katan would go to Obi-Wan. Um, and that becomes even more evident when she plays the Duchess Satine card on him <laughs> and guilt trips him, <laughs> uh, trying to get him to take action instead of waiting on waiting to consult the council. And uh, right, and then when they get into the, uh, the I'll say the war room, mm-hmm. the camera pans down over the piece that's above their heads. Mm-hmm reminded me of Darth Vader's uh, throne room. Mm, yeah. It, it separate, it separated and came apart because it just kind of like latched in on itself. And then, yeah. So if you mm-hmm. look at it, it has that same look about it. And I wonder if they did that on purpose. Uh, possibly. There was a lot of seemingly intentional uh, design decisions in this um i noticed that they're leaning on the ships that you see in revenge of the sith um more so than usual right uh so that it you know you have that continuity there and of course throughout clone wars we've seen and and even in the prequel movies we've seen nods to designs that we associate with the empire from the original three films so um like the tie fighter look was you know a look adapted from ships that were built for the republic (laughs) Hmm. Uh, that that iconic um ball shape with the with the uh round windows in the front uh we see that on anakin and obi-wan's starfighters um you know long before we see it, that would be long before darth vader would be flying around in his his own tie fighter so mm-hmm. so it was definitely an adapted design and i think rebels did a really good job bridging that gap by actually talking actively about uh, ships being designed and ships being released um, because that, that became a recurring theme in Rebels um, that ship manufacturing and, um, and weapons manufacturing was, uh, you know, was something that happened on Lothal. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm telling you, when, when she played that Duchess Satine card, I was like, you are you so mean. You yeah. are so mean. Yeah. I like the coloring of Ahsoka more as well this season. Mm. More like more orange to brown, kind of like a, mm-hmm. I'll say a Pueblo type look clay house. Mm. Color. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, it's very, again, we'll go to the colors. It's, you know, that with the blue and the white just really stands out. And I, right. and I like that they're all referring to her. They're saluting her as a commander. Yes, they they go ahead and call her commander. I <laughs> I even wrote the quote down. You don't have to call me commander, Rex says. Sure thing, commander. <laughs> yeah. But as a comment, they're doing it out of respect. Yes. To them, she never left. She's been through the mud mm-hmm. and, and all that. And you don't lose that respect. Mm-hmm. We've seen the clones and the relationships they have with each other as fellow soldiers and 
I think they just count her in their number. Sure, she's a Jedi, but she's been with them for so so much. Yeah, and then you get to her meeting the 501st with Rex and the helmets are all orange. Oh, yes. And it's just like, oh. Yes. I just, uh, yeah. I mean, I knew that that was coming because of things that had been released and it was still... That I would, I, yeah, that's my favorite helmet. <laughs> that is by far, you know, because like I said, my two favorite characters are Rex and Ahsoka throughout all of this. Oh, that's the perfect combination right there. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I had wondered how in the world are they going to get clone troopers to go to Mandalore when there's <laughs> an attack on Coruscant? Um, mm-hmm. But they come up with that clever idea to split uh, Rex's troops and create a new division. Um, And having that new division go assist Ahsoka. So I thought that was clever. Clever way to do that. So so it makes sense. Uh, Ahsoka does accuse Obi-Wan of answering to the Chancellor. Um, I thought that was pretty critical that Ahsoka at this point has learned some things out and on her own. Um, She's recognized what the Jedi mean to the people and how they feel that Jedi should be versus how they seem to be now, which seems to be just this political pawn in the game. you know, under the chancellor. So she's calling them out on it. And I'm like, go girl. Yeah, absolutely. Two thumbs up, snap. I mean, she she was seeing what we all know to be true. Uh, but yeah, and then, of course, Ahsoka gets a box from Anakin. And we don't see her open it right away. But once they take off, are about to take off she opens them it is her sabers and they are blue (laughs) and according to anakin they are better they are better he said he took care of them (laughs) and that's why they're blue (laughs) yeah i was reading there was an article online about the lightsabers on google Mm. and how blue is hope Mm. and that's the color of anakin's saber and does obi-wan have yeah he's got blue he's got blue as well yeah yeah so that's the color of hope Mm -hmm. i was like okay you know and then she bleeds the crystals after you know after a while they become white Mm -hmm. yeah and uh a lot of times we associate green with with like consular types uh people who are more senior and more in an advisory capacity rather than um people who are on the front lines fighting all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but luke had blue and then green yeah so i don't know but the blue that he had was his father's blue saber so yeah uh so i don't you know there's a lot of kind of subtle lore around the lightsaber colors i don't know that there's anything that's fully 
canon. Um, I yeah. think the story changes every few years. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was talking about it with my son and my daughter, and my mm -hmm. son said that the purple is bordering on Jedi and Sith. Yeah, that's what I uh, understood too, is that why the reason Mace Windu had it was he was, <laughs> he was studying both sides of the force um, or yeah, something like that. Read some comics about him and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, we find out that Almec is still prime minister of Mandalore. Um, going back to earlier seasons, he's the prime minister that yeah, it was broken out of prison. Um, and took after Duchess Satine bought it. Mm-hmm. And so he's there. I thought it was really cool that we saw him in armor and fighting in this episode. Yeah. But, in the earlier seasons, he was just this old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But notice also the, the armor was kind of like politician gaudy in a way yeah i mean and, it had freaking like like and everybody's cords you know, and, yeah, and <laughs> you you have the red signifying yeah. all mall mm -hmm. you know the red and gray which is a pretty cool looking uh it's a badass looking uh mm -hmm. outfit too and gar saxon himself having the horns on his helmet uh, yeah yeah was it horns or was more of a crown well, I, my understanding is he's reflecting Maul uh, in this. Like, it's designed to. Okay. So it's almost like you see um, Maul's, the forces that Maul would uh, support are reflective of Maul, and the, yeah. the forces that would support Ahsoka are, you know, look like Ahsoka. You know, I thought that was... You know, if you if you needed a visual guide to who's on what side, uh, I think we got one. <laughs> and we're still not really quite sure um, the full story with Bo-Katan. Uh, didn't she say, of course, she's, you know, there's no Death Watch at this point, I'm guessing. And that yeah, she's disbanded, but she's leading a group that is trying to take back um control uh of the of the current regime um because of the corruption and and uh militaristic uh growth that has happened um of course we know maul is now you know has the crimson dawn uh operations going on but we haven't yet directly seen his role in all this am i correct in that i mean maybe i missed a line or two but right now we're just kind of looking at the mandalorian troops yeah no you're not seeing anything from uh the crimson dawn i mean he besides the, the fact that he threatened in last episode the uh the pikes right you know, right you know that way but no i don't you haven't really seen anything like that Mm -hmm. uh, we do get to see oh did you see the visual prompt uh, I, I, I think it was just a tribute um, to Sabine in that there was a Mandalorian soldier in the crowd 
uh, with purple hair. No, what crowd? Uh, it was early on when we see a bunch of soldiers gathering and Almec is talking to the soldiers and telling them, uh, you know, he's getting the message about what's about to happen. And so he's calling his soldiers to get ready and uh, defend. So, wow. um, uh, but yeah, there's one one soldier that's a female with purple hair. And I, I thought about Sabine. Yeah, but I don't think Sabine would be on that side. No, absolutely not. I don't think so either. Um, certainly she would be on the same side with her mom. Yeah. Uh, but I still, I think it was just a, a thought trigger, you know, right. something to say, oh my God, I know another Mandalorian with purple hair. <laughs> you know? No, I, I thought my, one of my favorites parts of the show was, you know, the, the battle in the sky. Mm-hmm. And Rex going, we don't have another jetpack, and she goes, "I'll see you on the ground." Ah, oh, yes, she, she takes the route out. down. I'm fearless, yeah. absolutely yeah. fearless. And she's kicking ass and taking names as she's flying down, and she saves the one stormtrooper and mm-hmm. rides the fighter right into the landing pad. Loved it. That whole sequence, just yeah. perfect. I love the jetpack versus jetpack and, and having the fighters flying around at the same time. It's mm-hmm. all very cool. And of course, yeah. she's, uh, you know, kind of walking into a trap um, later on when she's trying to hunt down Captain Vaughn and his guys. Um, well, I yeah. will say this, though, also. Why did Rex and that whole group change masks? um i don't know maybe they have multiples or maybe uh wearing his uh the orange the five the the ahsoka 501st mask yeah once they split the troops i wonder if they just repainted their armor or something i don't know Uh, maybe it was just a ceremonial thing that they Mm -hmm. did that's a good point good question no actually no some of them are wearing it Mm. just rex took it off Okay. And maybe because it explains he wears his helmet in Rebels. <laughs> he he does have an iconic look to his helmet. Right. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, with that particular uh, paint job that he has on the helmet, maybe it was to help distinguish who he is with the helmets on. Um, because that is a, a tricky thing, right? When you need to distinguish who someone is when they're, fully hidden from you (laughs) i mean i go back to a new hope and when um luke and han had to wear the stormtrooper armor um except for the fact that mark hamill is short you know it nothing seemed off until they took the helmets off right so um so it's very uh easy to just blend in uh, when there's nothing unique there that's why in the mandalorian now um uh din Djarin, our main mandalorian has kind of a unique look and every one of the uh mandos that we've seen have a unique look to them mm-hmm. but in this time where mandalorians are you know dressing alike because they're representing a military <laughs> organization yeah. You know, how do you make that, yeah, how do you make that distinction? Yeah. 
um, yeah, I like we mentioned in an earlier episode, I'm interested to see, um, you know, how they, how they um, introduce that rule about not taking the helmet off and, you know, where that starts to come into play. Right. Um, you know, uh, what's his face reminds me the, uh, the, the leader on the, for the Mandalores. I can't think of his name. Uh, Gar Almec. Saxon? Almec. Almec. Yeah. Almec. Prime Minister. Remind, yeah. yeah. Reminds me of Boba Fett. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but that is interesting you say that, you know, we don't know what happened that allowed Boba Fett to obtain the armor he obtained, you know, necessarily. Uh, so I, you know, we've got Boba Fett backstory in Clone Wars, but he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he wasn't walking around in, in Mandalorian adult armor. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. where did he get it? You know, um, you know, him and his father were not technically Mandalorian. Um, they just had access to that uh, armor. So, uh, so what happens uh, there? I wonder. Wonder if that's uh, some foreshadowing. That would be interesting. Yeah, I was not happy that they walked into a trap. No, it just and it didn't saw, feel quite right. Yeah, and you saw Ahsoka just got upset that she killed. You know, she got the men killed, and she was upset about that. Mm-hmm. She's been away from this for so long that it's you know, she, she, this is what happened. She doesn't have the instincts anymore. Or maybe she does, but they're not honed in. They're not on right now. Right. So we find out that not only was the uh, the walking around in the sewers a trap, but the whole thing was an elaborate trap set by Maul. <laughs> and when he confronts her, he confronts her and says that he's... The wrong person, and of course we know who the right person would be for Maul. He's trying to get Obi Wan back to Mandalore, and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So he's clearly upset at this point. <laughs> Do they make reference about this in Rebels? Because obviously, uh, Ahsoka and Maul see each other again with Ezra and Kanan. I there's, don't remember if there's any reference to it. There's recognition when they see each other. They know exactly who each other is. But there's no reference to when they last parted. I think at that point, you've got uh, a complete focus on Ezra and Kanan. And Ezra, uh, the relationship he's building with Maul. Um, so I think any reference at that point to uh, Ahsoka and Maul in the past would have been a little off, I think, in that episode. It probably wouldn't have worked really well in Rebels there. But, um, right. but yeah, we, I mean, we know they have the shared history. We know they recognize each other. Um, but, yeah, now we know <laughs> when they last encountered each other. Uh, or at least we're leading up to it. Um, and there was a quiet credits. Did you notice that? No music? 
No, I didn't, because my kids oh. were talking at the same time. So it didn't really <laughs> Absolutely quiet credits. Um, and I wonder if that's simply because maybe they're intending to remove the credits later and uh, join the four episodes as a full feature. I don't know. But I found it interesting that it was a silent credits. I just didn't, it just seemed weird. <laughs> I usually they will do silent credits um, after, you know, a, a deep emotional event. But in this one, it was just part one of four. So it, I didn't think it was quite expected there. Uh, anything else stand out for you in this episode? Um, emotions you felt, um, things you found yourself reacting to? Yeah, pissed when it ended because I wanted more. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I, I start to think now maybe I should have taken a month away, let all four episodes uh, be released, uh, and then sit down and watch them all at one time. <laughs> nah, it was good the way it was. Um, Would you say this is the Clone Wars you've been waiting for this season? Are we yeah. there yet? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was there with the Bad Batch. And, you know, it, it got there with the first two Ahsokas, like I said, were not my, they were, they were banter. They were just there mm -hmm. to establish. And then they got right into it. I mean, it, you know, at the beginning of the season, we both said, oh, I wonder if we're going to see more of Obi-Wan and yeah. Anakin. And, you know, we only saw Padme once. Yeah. That and a hologram. It. Yeah. We saw Mace Windu once. Yoda, barely. So well, and even Filoni has said that the key characters of Clone Wars aren't those characters. They're yeah. Rex and Ahsoka. Right. So we can expect mostly we will see Rex and Ahsoka. Yeah, which is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. I mean, I I suppose we could potentially see a little more Anakin and Obi-Wan before this is over. Maybe Padme, maybe uh, Yoda. But if we do, we're only going to see them like in a hologram message or something. Right. I Yeah, I don't see really much of that happening mm. we know that uh there's various war council stuff going on uh all throughout revenge of the sith i have a feeling at this point now that we um we've hit an episode that is literally a lead into revenge of the sith i think at this point we're looking at overlap so these last four episodes are overlap as yep. opposed to pre, you know, prequel. Yeah, no, that's all it's going to be. It's we're done seeing. We're establishing how Rex got out of the mind control. And I mm -hmm. think probably, you know, I don't remember. I think in Rebels, they said they split ways after a specific thing, but I don't think the two of them stayed together, Rex and Ahsoka. And then there's, mm -hmm. there's also two others. It was Wolf yeah. and one other, and I don't remember. Gregor. Gregor. Gregor was the one who... Um, <clears throat> Use Zeb for bait. 
Yes. <laughs> he was also the only one to die in Rebels. Like, uh, Wolf and Rex made it, but Gregor died during Rebels. Yeah, but uh, but he was never back in uh, Rebels, was he? Yes. It, that was the three. Well, no, once Rex started working with the Rebels, yeah. Wolf kind of stayed put. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the uh but gregor was the clone trooper who had been stuck on a planet serving some guy in a restaurant uh and i think he had kind of forgot who he was i i don't remember uh it was an episode where um he was found by uh, a group that had gotten stranded on that planet accidentally yeah, who found him? Who? What was that? That was in Rebels, wasn't it? No, that was Clone Wars. Was uh, Clone Wars? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one of the earlier seasons. Yeah, I remember watching that. Okay. Yeah, I I can't remember all the details. I uh I in my rewatch, I was just like, oh look, it's Gregor, it's young Gregor, <laughs> before you had the pot belly. <laughs> yeah uh but that's and then of course we know wolf was um a bridge officer uh and he worked um side by side with admiral yularen uh quite a bit so i i'll be interested to see you know if they do a lead in to how those three soldiers specifically you know found each other and, and started yeah. working together so well, and get the chips out of their heads. Yes. Yeah, and I, I wonder whether... So if we're, if we're overlapping with Revenge of the Sith, then we're going to overlap with Order 66, surely. So hopefully we'll get that information. Um, and it could be that Ahsoka's entire uh, regiment uh, is able to get them removed since Rex is leading them. Um, it could be that uh, maybe Wolf and Gregor are with them as well. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, with Order 66 going through, you got to wonder what the Admiral, if he got killed too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think we have a what happened to Admiral Yularen story. <laughs> yeah. Not yet, anyway. Hopefully soon. No, it's good. I'm you know looking forward to this week's episode and Mm, me too. Yeah. You'll let me know if we're going to do one of these or just hold off. Oh, I I still want to try to aim to do one uh one per episode cuz I just feel like if we keep trying to save it, there's just going to be too much to talk about. Probably. <laughs> but this is this is a good one. It was a great start. I I I am hopeful. I've always had, you know, a lot of trust in Dave Filoni and the folks that he has involved uh, with this show. So I will trust that it will continue on this momentum that they have set for sure. Again, I'm curious. I what's next? <laughs> right. <laughs> something. It's got to be something. Yeah, and we know there's tons. Of, you know, they could all say, "I have no idea what's going on." And they do. It's an NDA. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so, that was good. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Gen X Replays After the Show podcast. 
We'll be covering episode 10 of this Clone Wars season very soon. Subscribe so you don't miss it. Currently, we host on Anchor.fm and aggregate to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. If you like what you hear, let others know where to find us so we can keep boosting the signal on this podcast. Seriously, share it with your friends. On the socials, you can follow Eric on Instagram at Eric underscore Wits 10 and on Twitter at Wits 10. That's W-I-T-Z. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Stephanie Does VO and on YouTube and Twitch at Jacori. That's J-I-C-O-R-I. Check the episode details for more links related to this episode and where you can follow me and Eric in our voiceover projects. Until next episode, be safe out there.